Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Descendants of George Washington, the original land was his. And it was owned by George Washington Park Custis, who was his adopted son, who's Mary's son from a previous relationship. You know, if you're from one of those families, you know that. What? Anyway, the Custis Lee Mansion became known that because General Lee married one of the Custis descendants. So that property actually belonged to General Lee during the Civil War. But because the Union Army took it over, they decided to use that to bury their dead, and that's where Arlington started. When General Lee was in the United States Army before the Civil War, he was a general for us, too. And he had the option, when the war broke out, to lead the Union troops or lead the Confederate troops. He honored state over country, and he went with Virginia because that was his state. So whenever you see them tearing down his statues and stuff, he wasn't that bad a guy. He was, he was top of his class at West Point. He just made the decision to follow his state. We make decisions throughout our lives who we're going to follow. So always think carefully, not just what it, how that affects you today, but how that's going to affect you in years to come, whenever you make decisions. And I know that sounds far-sighted, but it's something we all need to think about. If you visit Arlington, there are 32 significant monuments, memorials, like the Tomb of the Unknown Soldiers and other tombs like that. And when you see these different monuments and stuff, it makes you think of that period of time. If you walk around our own cemetery, there, there's a tomb out there. It's not a tomb. It's actually just a marker for a Revolutionary War veteran. There are Civil War veterans in our cemetery. World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, they're all out there. So when you look out there, don't just see flags. Look out there and say, hey, I wonder who that is, and go over and read a little bit about them. Now, if you go to a real old cemetery, they have epitaphs on all the tombs. And you can read some really great history. And if you know Vicki Bartlett, she took a class for the cemetery in Northeast. And she could tell you all kinds of interesting Well, she used to could tell you all kinds of interesting stuff. And, and it's, it was like living history to walk around that cemetery, read the tombs, read about the families, read about the history of Northeast. If you walk around our cemetery, you can read about the history of Greenfield Baptist Church, the people that started the Union Free Will Baptist Church back 175 years ago were buried out here. So you can read about the history of our church. When you look out there, don't just see stones, see people. When you walk around places like Arlington, it's overwhelming. There's rows and rows, and no matter which way you look, the rows all line up, which I thought was really cool. But every one of them little white stones is somebody. That's somebody's son, somebody's daughter, somebody important. Presidents and stuff get buried there. But it's all somebody. 
and it's a life, and it's a life worth remembering, and that's why there's a marker there. If, if you served and you were in combat, you could actually be buried there. Now, if you were wounded, you can be buried with the headstone. If you weren't and you served, and there's all kinds of stuff, and I got paperwork out there. But if you served and you want to be buried at Arlington, and you can't be buried in a tomb, you can be buried as ashes in an urn in a wall, and they just keep expanding that. So like my wife and I can be buried at Arlington. Not that anybody would go there to see us, but you know, we could do that. I'd like to read a, a short speech. This is, I think, appropriate today, and it's been appropriate for a long time. We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand that preserved us in peace, multiplied and enriched and strengthened us, and have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God who made us. It behooves us, then, to humble ourselves before the offended power, to confess our national sins, and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. And that was an Abraham Lincoln speech in 1863. But still very, very appropriate. So as we think about the names on the tombs and stuff, if it's up there, like, there should be a video with the Statler brothers, more than a name on the wall. Could you play that? Saw her from a distance As she walked up to the wall In her hand she held some flowers As her tears began to fall And she took out pen and paper As to trace her memories She looked up to heaven the words she said were these She said, Lord, my boy was special And he meant so much to me And though I'd love to see him Just one more time, you see All I have are the memories And the moments to recall so far away I remember just a little boy 
not coming home to me She said, Lord, my boy was special And he meant so much to me And though I'd love to see him But I know it just can't be So I thank you for my memories And the moments to recall If you go to the wall, there are people from uh, our church that I grew up with on the wall. Uh, Larry Beebe and Danny Flanders are both on the wall. People I served with, Enos Cadenas and Pellegrin, who all died the same day at the same instant, are on the wall. And uh, whenever I see it or, or listen to that song, it's, it uh, kind of tears me up just a little. We also have a small wall in Erie, if you ever go to the, the memorials by uh, what used to be Academy High School there in the little triangle. They have the names on the walls there, and you'll see Larry and Danny Flanders there too. So among all those memorials we see besides the wall, we see the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. And when they first made the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, they had remains that they could not identify. And they decided they should commemorate that. And they had a choice of, of three bodies. And, and somebody made the choice, well, we'll pick this body. And they put him in the tomb of the unknown. And as each war has happened, they've done that over and over. But now that we can do DNA, they have dug up some of them and found out who they are. So they're not unknown anymore, but they have empty, like for Vietnam, there's no longer a body there, but there's an empty crypt in the tomb of the unknown because we still have people missing, people that died in combat that they never found, they never found the bodies. So when you look at the, the, each grave and you stop to think about how many kids went to Vietnam, when I went to Vietnam I was 18 years old and a lot of the guys I was with were 18. And if you look at the, all the names on the wall, the majority of them were 18-year-old kids that got killed because we were the majority. That's, and uh, it's just a numbers thing. You know, for the Army, it was always a numbers thing. We need so many people in the thing, we don't have a body, put another body. We lose a body, you get another body, put another body out there. But even if you don't know who's in there, you know that that was a life that was lived, that was worth remembering. We're all going to have a legacy. For some of us, we look around, we see our legacy, we see our kids, we see our grandkids, we see our great-grandkids, and we see the lives they're leading, and we can see ourselves in them. And sometimes that's scary, but sometimes it's good. You know, 
But as you look at your legacy and you think about it, think about the legacy of all those people in all those cemeteries that don't have anybody to walk over and just say a quick prayer, say, I didn't know this person, God, but I hope, I hope they knew you. And our, our job, while we're still alive, is to share God with everybody so that they will know him. But as we look at the tomb of the unknown, we think about the guard. I mean, that's the thing that catches your eye. If you've ever seen a picture of the tomb of the unknown, you always see a guard. If there's a hurricane, there's a guard. There's a snowstorm, there's a guard. They don't leave their post. They're always dressed perfect. Their clothes are always perfect. Their weapons are always perfect. When they walk across there, they take 21 steps. They wait 21 seconds and take 21 steps and do it again. 21 steps is just like the 21 gun salute. Same reason that's why they do that. As they, as they go through their, their inspections, as they go through their rituals, everything they do is in remembrance of people they don't even know. But they do their duty. Sometimes we do things because it's our duty. Not necessarily because we want to, but it's our duty, and we know it has to be done. So we'll do our duty. When they change the guard, the guy in charge comes up, inspects them, inspects their weapon, does all that stuff. If you've ever seen it, it is really special. And then they change the guard, and it repeats, and it repeats. 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, nothing stops them. To be one of those people, you have to be a certain height, certain weight. You know, they're almost interchangeable. It's like they make them in a mold or something. But it is a special honor. And the regiment that does that, that's guarded the tomb, is the only regiment that's allowed to march in parades with fixed bayonets. If you ever watch service people march in the parades, they never have fixed bayonets, except for those guards from the Tomb of the Unknown. It's the 3rd U.S. Red Infantry Regiment. And uh, they even have their own website, so you can check them out. But everybody has a website now, right? But if, if you were interested in being in that, you would have to be top of your class. You'd have to fit in all the requirements as far as height, weight, and all that stuff. And then you'd have to take special testing beyond that just to get in to become a guy that can stand out there and get soaking wet and frozen and all that stuff. So, but they do it because they're the old guard and that's their duty. Now I think we have a video for the changing of the guard. Yes.
A glitch in the matrix. Give us a minute. That's the end. Okay. So he's going to just walk him on up now. So you can picture that. But that's, uh, they go through that inspection every time. And you see the guy does this. He's looking to see if there's a speck of dust on that gun. Even a speck of dust, the guy fails. He can't replace him. But they check it pretty much before they come out, so, you know. Every 40 minutes.
And uh, if you go down there, the, there's certain times a day that, that it doesn't take as long. You know, if you were there at 2 o'clock in the morning, it, it's pretty much a quicker change. But when, when there are people there, they go through the full thing every time. And it's, it's well worth the time to just, just to watch it and to see what's, what they go through just, just to signify the guarding that's, that's taking place around you all the time. There are people on guard duty all over the United States right now. There are people monitoring for missiles. There are people monitoring our shores. There are people protecting bases. And it's all necessary. And as you see with their school issues lately, you almost need that at every school. Somebody at every door protecting, protecting our, our people. And it, it's really sad. But as long as God is not in the school, everything else is going to be. So pray for your politicians to have wisdom. I know that's a, a big prayer, but pray for that. So, in Matthew 24, 6, Jesus said, You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things will happen. There's always wars going on. We have soldiers, sailors, Air Force in almost every country of the world. And if they're not in it, they're monitoring it. We have... CIA and stuff like that that we pretend we don't know about that are in spying on other countries for us. It's really amazing what's going on in international politics. If you watch what's going on in North Korea with between North and South Korea and us and all the back and forth and just pray for, for wisdom for our leaders because I can't see tomorrow, only Jesus can, and I hope he comes soon. But on the other hand, I have some friends I would like to have saved first and, you know, all that stuff. As always, i like to remind you that some of you here today, especially our little kids, as we look at our little kids, are going to grow up to be soldiers and sailors and Air Force, and some of them might sacrifice their life for the country. Some of them will be in the next big war, whatever the next big war is. We have several people from our church that are in the service now or related to people in the church now. And the ones on my prayer list, and if any of these are out and you can tell me, let me know. I'll take them off. Or if there's somebody else in that I missed, let me know and I'll put them in. But I'm praying for Richard Augustine, Jake Bartlett, Daniel Bell, Howard Delaney, Zachary Estrich, he's my grandson, by the way, Dennis Feltenberger, Dana Fulmer, Kyle Fulmer, Corey Gazer, Mike Geary, Dave Kelly, Dwight Kohler, Antonio Lee, Zachary Osterkamp, Becca Percy, Paul Piscatelli, Darren Rizzo, Nick Schwarzweger. Nick's on a delayed entry program. He'll be in July. Andy Skarzynski, Zachary Talbert, Ryan Tanner, Stephen Janet Thompson, Jenny Treyer, Bryant Treacle, Jeremy Tustin, Daniel Vogel, and Matt Welch. So if you know of any needs, come off the list. Let me know. Let Karen Locke know because she does the send cookies thing for our service people and our, and our uh, college kids. Also, if any of you has a story you want to share for next year, let me know. 
I had somebody lined up for this year and then something happened and it just didn't work out. So that's why I'm up here rambling like I am. But that's okay. You guys are used to me by now. One more thing I'd like to tell you about is if you have a story. I got this from a, a lady I know from my beekeeping. It's the U.S. Army Heritage and Education Center Veteran Military Service Survey. Say that three times real fast. But what they want is for us to fill out our memories from when we were in the service, and they're putting it in a file for, for people that study history. And they want to they wanna hear the individual stories. If you ever listened to those ones they did on QLN from the World War II veterans, to hear some of the stories about what really, really happened. We had a World War II veteran down at uh, Wattsburg that came to the parade every year and would ride in a convertible, and he really felt special. But he was in the Battle of the Bulge. And every year I told everybody, Take the time to talk to Mick this year. We don't know if Mick's going to be here next year. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, Mick will be. Mick's always, Mick ain't here no more. Mick passed away this year. So all those ones that didn't talk to Mick and, and hear about his experience hand, firsthand will never be able to do that. So if you ever get the chance to talk to any of the old veterans, talk to them. Go to the soldiers and sailors home and listen. You don't even have to talk. Some of them guys, you can't stop them from talking. Just go sit down and, and let them talk to you for a while. It's amazing what you can learn. And if you want the information on how to get one of these surveys, they have a, they have a website. And I'll have that to share with you if you need it. Uh, I'm going to have a moment of silence for the veterans who we've lost. We've lost some this last year and, and the ones that are serving now. Father, we just thank you for those that, that served, for those that are serving, for the families, Father, that have lost loved ones. We just pray that you will hold them. Father, we pray for those that have been maimed, wounded physically, disfigured mentally, spiritually disoriented, for our leaders, Father, to have wisdom on where they're going to send our people and to know they're not just sending numbers, Father, but they're sending people people with lives, people with hearts, people with families. Father, guide, guide our leaders. Father, be with us that each one of us would serve you in a way that would be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.